It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous, and we're going to talk love. We're going to hear your love stories in a minute. But first, I have witnessed, I don't know if you have listened to my podcast, La Confession, but it's just, can I tell you this? It's just, it's mind-boggling. And it's it's very interesting to hear those those stories from listeners like you that wanted to use my podcast space to tell a story, ask an advice in a different kind of surrounding where we have more time and also because I never judge. I never judge anyone. Who am I to judge anyway? I've made so many mistakes. I mean, it's a long, long list. That's how I've learned about relationships. I make mistakes and I try not to repeat them. So check it out. And if you want to be on my podcast, like Confession, all you got to do is... Go to my website, therendezvousshow.com, and reach out to my producers, and then I'll get you on. Now, if you want to be on the show tonight, all you got to do is call me, 855-905-8255. To keep a romantic story alive for years and years and years, you need to share it, and I want to hear it. So please call me, 855-905-8255. Azelia, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Azelia. Welcome to the rendezvous. You have a romantic story for us to share. I do. Um, so it's a happy ending. I ended up marrying him. But um, we actually met back in high school. And when college came around, we both decided we're going to different places. We're going to break up, explore, live the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that. And um, for my 21st birthday, we both were back home, and my family and his family are really good friends, so it was like this big to-do with like a bunch of people we knew, and he got himself some liquid courage and decided (laughs) that he needed to ask my brother, my dad, my mom, and all of my cousins, and basically all my friends and everyone who was there, he wanted to ask for their permission and like explain to them why he deserved another chance with me and how I was the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And it was really ridiculously cute and a little bit sloppy and wonderful. And, you know, my family loves him. And it just really proved to me, like, you know, respecting the boundaries of not only me, but my family that, you know, we've always loved each other. So we got back together. Mm-hmm. Three years later, we got married. And now we've been married for five years. Congratulations. I mean, I've never heard of somebody that's asking permission to everybody in your world, including the friends. So that is pretty romantic, right? Because I've never heard a story like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm fiercely, fiercely loyal when it comes to my family and friends, and he knows that. So it meant the world to me. Well, he did really good. Um, so you got to give him credit for that, indeed, and you married him. So thank you so much for sharing that story. That's a very unique, you know, way to uh, ask permission. <laughs> thank you, so, Thank you so much, and have a good night. Thanks, you too. You know what? In this day and age, should you ask your partner's family before you marry them? We'll talk about that next. Do you think you should still ask your partner's family before you marry them? I mean, there's really two schools of thought of this. Um, Where I'm from, so back from France in Europe, people still do that. But it's really not really like it's just a courteous thing to do. Uh, The father has no say anymore. I mean... Uh, things have changed drastically. When it was my grandfather time, I mean, back in 1966, when my mom married my dad, my grandfather had, would have a huge say on it, and he did. And he approved my dad. But these days, that's something that, you know, people do it out of courtesy. There's also the school who says, maybe we shouldn't ask our partner's parents to marry them. Now, can you guess what I would do 
if I was to get married, would I ask or would I not? I'll tell you that next. So now that you know my parents are old school, my grandfather even more old school, do you think I would ask my partner's parents' permission before to marry her? I would, only if it would matter to my partner. I think this rule is a little obsolete to my taste. My goddaughter is a feminist. My mom is a feminist. My mom is against that. My sister is against that. I respect people who do that. But I personally, unless it was a big thing for my future wife, I would not do it. But that's just me. Up to you to decide for yourself. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Andrea, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Andrea. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Um, I actually am dating a guy right now who, he's from Brazil, and he does not speak virtually any English. He only speaks Portuguese, and I do not speak any Portuguese. Um, <laughs> so it's been obviously rough, and I, I don't really know what to do. If I should, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can make this work or not. So that's an interesting situation. So I just, I'm curious, how do you communicate? How do you even like got together uh, or, or Google translation or how many of you guys meet and, and even say, I like you? I, you know, how does that work? Yeah. So we actually met on an app and I didn't know at the time that we were talking on the app. Apparently he was putting everything through Google Translate and translating things back and sending them to me. And, um, when we were about to meet, he said he was he his English was not good and he was going to use an app to help communicate. And I thought that meant like he spoke English, it just wasn't that good and he was going to just be looking up, you know, words here and there. Mm-hmm. But no, the first day it literally was us um just typing into our phones into Google Translate and holding it up to show each other. Wow. Um <laughs> Yeah. But then I went out again with him and I mean I actually had fun um and he has moved to america he's trying to learn english and because i'm talking to him i'm trying to learn some portuguese so it's gotten a little bit easier to communicate but i mean it's still really difficult we're still mostly communicating by typing (laughs) back and forth on our phones uh have you guys kissed before yes and ulala also no (laughs) okay all right listen um the beauty of this story is that Regardless of, you know, the capacity of, of writing English or Portuguese, the feelings are there. You must be attracted mm-hmm. to him, and he, he's definitely attracted to you. Because you guys are doing a lot of effort, right? You're putting a lot of efforts into translating the phone, this, that, the Google Translator. That's a great sign. I think it's the beginning of a beautiful love story, actually, Andrea. I think that you should go with it. Because... Okay. I mean, unless you, you don't like the guy, but if you like him, and you seem to like him, and you're attracted... You're going to learn Portuguese. He's going to learn English. And I just think it's a very rich, culturally new kind of relationship. Okay. It's it's unique. And so yeah. you, it's a beautiful position. I, I like that story. So, so go with it and give it a chance. All right. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck to you and have a good night. You too. By the way, do you know what's the best method ever to learn a foreign language? Stay with me because I'm going to tell you that. What is the best way to learn a foreign language? To fall in love. 
I mean, listen, way back when, like, uh, I was speaking English, like, 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 I don't know, four years old, <laughs> not even. I would be, you know, in Paris, and I would see a beautiful tourist, maybe, 17 or 18, and I would say, parlez-vous français? Do you speak French? And the person would say, oh, no, je ne parle pas français, with the English accent. And then you realize, I really like this girl. And then maybe she liked me too. And then starts this dilemma, how to communicate with each other. And believe me, you find, I don't know, resources and an interest for learning each other's language pretty quickly when you have this loving feeling. To the point where I remember, and that's back in 1988 or 89, I met this wonderful girl from Seattle who spoke no French. You want to know what we did? I'll tell you that next. Back in 1988, 89, I spoke very little English, even though I was like 20 years old. And then I met this very lovely and charming American girl from Seattle and had a crush. She had a crush on me. And so we started. So I go to her and say, ah, bonjour, tu parles français? And then she looks at me with her blue eyes and said, no, no, parlez-vous anglais? Do you speak English? So I say a little. And then she says, un peu, a little in French. And then we, the attraction was so strong, we, we, we find a way. And so what we did, we went to the Rosetta Stone met methods. We really invested a bit of money in our time because when you have a crush, I don't know if you had this experience too, with somebody from a foreign land who doesn't speak your language, I mean, love, I think, is the biggest and best engine to learn each other's languages and culture. Try it. If you ever fell in love, trust me, you're going to start speaking French, Chinese, Spanish, English, whatever. Worked for me really well. You calls in English are next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Ruby, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the rendezvous, Ruby. Qu'est-ce qui se passe? What is going on? Oh, so I have been, I met this guy and we've been texting like so much, like literally we text from morning until I go to bed at night and it's been going on now for a couple of weeks. But every time I try to like see if we want to get together in person, he never seems to have time or, you know, is not asking me out. So I don't know what to do or what's going on. I see. So you actually, have you, you've met before, right? No, we okay. haven't. So, Ruby, here's the thing. When you want to see somebody, right, you say yes if somebody said, let's get together. Yeah. Right. So when you don't want to see somebody, you just never see them, right? I guess so. Mm-hmm. But, so, but why, <laughs> why keep talking then? Because it is entertaining in somebody's loneliness. The reason why, whether it's online dating all those apps is you've got a lot of lonely people who have no maybe, they may be married, they may be in a relationship, and they are in a desperate need of talking. And so they're actually more looking for somebody, a, a chat buddy, almost like just to chit chat than anything else would be, but not for something romantic. And usually these people are either married or in a relationship and kind of feel very lonely in the situation they're in at home and find somebody like you who's genuinely single and looking for mingle and romance, and then they start a relationship that is purely based on texting. It's like you're having a, 
a, a new friend that is not threatening, that you'll never have to confront or see, but that is with you every day. Gosh, I guess that makes sense. That totally makes sense. It's unfortunate because he's so great. Well, there is one way to verify the theory. is to stop texting. So if he texts you back, you say, listen, unless we're going to get together, no more texting. And you stop. Yeah. Now, if yeah. I'm wrong and he wants to be with you, he's going to show up at the, the, the meetup or drink or coffee or whatever you think is safe. If he never does, you're not wasting your time anymore. So stop the texting and say, no more texting, but I'll gladly talk to you at 5 o'clock tonight at this cafe. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll try it. Yeah. Ruby, good luck to you, and uh, thank you for calling. Thank you, Simon. I just got an interesting Facebook message at the Rendezvous Show. Somebody needs a little break from somebody's family. <laughs> That's coming up next. Good news. If you can't call me but you have a problem, you can simply send me a Facebook message at the Rendezvous Show. Trisha, what's going on with Paul and his girlfriend families? All right, so Paul says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Paul. My girlfriend constantly wants us to hang out with her family, which is totally fine in the beginning, but now it's getting annoying. Every single thing we do, she has to invite either her sister or her mom or her cousin, and we have to go to her parents' house for dinner at least twice a week. It's just too much, and I don't know how to tell her that I need a break from her family. Do you have any suggestions? You know what, Paul? I do. If you want to know how to tell your partner maybe we need a little less family time, I'm going to help you with this. Stay with me. Have you ever been in a relationship where you love your partner, but they insist on bringing everybody in their families all the time? Got to meet the parents twice a week, do this, do that. And Paul just sent me that Facebook message saying, Simon, you know, he loves his girlfriend, but she constantly want to hang out with the family and it's annoying. How do you say, I need a break from your partner's family? Very simple. I think everybody understands that it's okay sometimes to have some time by yourself or with your friends. Tell her it's not against you or your family. I just need a little time by myself. And she'll understand. I think we all love our family very much. I do, you do. But sometimes it's over the top. And that's it's a risk for the relationship. So by being honest and say, I need a little time by myself or just for us, you save your relationship. Don't be afraid to tell the truth. That's a key to overcome difficulties in relationship. Be honest. Kind, but honest. You call that next. If you have something on your mind about your relationship, you're unsure, just call me. 855-905-8255. Joanna, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Joanna. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Well, my boyfriend rides a motorcycle Mm -hmm. And I hate motorcycles. They scare me, actually. I feel like they're very dangerous. And he really wants me to ride on the back of his motorcycle. We've been going out for about six months now. Okay. And I don't want to do it. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So he says that I have to trust him if he's my partner and if I'm not willing to ride with him, that means I don't trust him and that then we have to think about whether we have, you know, potential for a real relationship. You serious? Yeah, that's why I need your advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between a girlfriend and a motorcycle, I mean, 
All right. So uh, before I answer, Joanna, uh, how much do you like or love this guy? Until this came to this point, I really had very high hopes. I mean, I really kind of felt like he was the one. Uh-huh. But now, you can, because now we don't know if the motorcycle is the one for him or you. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, really, I was listening to your story, and then when you said at the end, and then, you know, if you don't trust me, and, you know, we have to rethink the relationship because you don't want to be, you know, on a motorcycle, which I get. I mean, it's, it's dangerous. It's fun, but dangerous. So, listen, I think that you have to um, have one last talk with him and, and tell him to be serious. Say, so listen. I'm not going to take seriously what you said last time or it's over because really relationship is not about trusting each other, you know, being in somebody's back on a, on a motorcycle. It's about, you know, doing the right thing for each other. If you, Joanna, feels uncomfortable riding this motorcycle, you should never been asked to be on it anymore. Just like another example, let's say, Joanna, you love horse riding and he doesn't want a horse ride with you. You would be okay with that, right? Of course. Exactly, because you like him, you love him, you care for him. And we want to make our partners feel at ease and safe. So if he can't make you feel safe and he questioned the whole relationship because you don't want to go on the back of that damn motorcycle, <laughs> this, it just yeah. pisses me off. It pisses me off. So I think give him a chance to express, maybe change his mind. And if you see he's all stubborn and just prefer to spend time with his motorcycle than you, then just go find somebody who has a car. Wow, Okay. I'll, okay. I'll try to do that. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Thank Joanna. You. Good luck to you with that talk, and, and hopefully he's going to change his mind. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you. Me too. Good luck to you, and have a good night. Oh, thanks. You too. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. I have a question for you to finish this show. Have you ever been confused by the title you've had with someone? You know, like some people say, my friend, my girlfriend, my boyfriend... Friend, so you know the title in relationships, right? The definition. I had this this poll on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, um, which is everything you can always find also at the Rendezvous Show.com. So here's the result: sixty-nine percent of you said definitely have been confused by the title you've had with someone in a relationship, and thirty-one percent said nope. I'm kind of, it's hard to vote because I've been confused sometimes and sometimes not. So I could have voted yes on both. But I do believe that one of the things we shouldn't do is stay confused too long. So if you don't feel that you know what you are in the relationship, have a conversation about it. Because that's kind of a, an unbearable situation to be in in between. Am I your girlfriend, your boyfriend? Yes, no, exclusive. All of this needs to be defined ASAP. Anyway, have a great weekend. For me, it's my birthday. So, I'm looking forward for a fabulous weekend, and I'll tell you more about this on Monday. Thanks again for being with me tonight, A bon weekend. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.